We've got the team together with the opinion and selections. Let's get it started. RSN 927's Melbourne panel. Great to be with you on this Saturday morning. Hopefully you're enjoying your morning to kick off your weekend. There was 14 mules overnight there at Caulfield. We're racing on a soft seven. Hopefully the predicted showers stay away this morning and we stay around that range. There is a small possibility as well that we might get a little rain in the afternoon, which means, according to Tim Bailey, that we might be into a little bit of trouble and a downgrade to a heavy track. But we'll work that out as the morning unfolds. Um, let's welcome in the team. To preview, Sir John Monash Stakes Day, which is the feature event at Group 3 level over the 1,100 metres. And uh, Warren Huntley, hello to you. Good morning, Gareth. Um, were you working on a soft seven? Well, I don't know if I was necessarily working on a seven, but I thought the track would certainly be in the soft range. Forecast yesterday was for somewhere between six to nine mil. Got in excess of that, so I was probably factoring my thoughts yesterday around a, a soft five and some changes with scratchings as well this morning. You've always got to be nimble early in the morning when you've got to get your tips together and working on a soft seven, no problem. And interesting piece of perhaps useless information, Gareth, but on this meeting last year, Bell CL, Goldspark and Falls were all winners and they all compete the same meeting today. Yep, they'll do it again, Warren, probably. You never well, know. Well, Bell, Bell CL and yes. Goldspark are in the same race, so they'd have to dead heat. Yeah, well, you never know these days. It's a funny world that we live in. Hello to you, Gator. Were you happy with the umpires last night? Yeah, I didn't notice them, so that's yep. a massive win, yeah. Um, looking forward to this meeting at Caulfield? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously we've lost a couple, but um, uh, some really exciting galas, mate. Let's, let's get into it. Mark Hunter, hello to you. Morning, Gareth. Um, how was your flight back this morning from Sydney? It was actually on time. Only 10 minutes late, so it was uh, <laughs> two, hours, two hours late getting up there, but only 10 minutes late uh, coming home, so that was, was a bonus. I was picturing like the far lap situation, waiting for Mark Hunter for the Melbourne form panel, running a little late. But you were right on time, so that is good to see. Nicholas Quinn, hello to you. What's been the best back galloper today? The best back galloper today is the favourite. Inundation punters are happy to take the short odds, well anchored through the multi-bets and dominates race number five at just $1.45. First race is for the two-year-old fillies, and you can scratch the six Nixie, the ten It's My Turn. The debutante, Tappan 3, the 13 comes out. Tricara also comes out, the 14. So the market would have changed just a little bit here as well, Quinny. Yeah, spot on, Gareth. But the best back runner, both pre and post those scratchings, is the toppy and new favourite in Seven Sisters, who's at $3.50. Jukebox Flyer now is $6 equal second elect with Cannon Abbey. Cattell, 7. Charming Diet, seven fifty. Double figures all better the rest, but punters looking to bounce the ball with a winning top weight here in Seven Sisters. We got a good push from Nigel Blackiston with his filly, Catanabia, this morning, currently at $6, uh, Warren, but this is an open race to kick off proceedings for the fillies. I think it's a tough race to kick off, Gareth. Jukebox Flyer looks to be a sharp horse, so you would think with what we've seen from her on race day and her trial leading into this, that she'd be forward. So I think they'll at least run at a reasonable speed and probably need that for Seven Sisters, although at times she's been close enough to the speed. She's 
probably a filly who's going to appreciate a bit more ground, but on the fresh side, near the inside of the track, should be okay at this stage of the day. There should be reasonable speed with the likes of Duke's Box Fly rolling forward. I'm with Seven Sisters, but not with a great deal of confidence, but she's competed well at an elite level early in her juvenile career. One ahead of eight, Catanabia. Agree with Nigel, that run on debut was terrific and interesting that Nigel was almost treating that as a second jump out, so you think she'd improve with that run under the belt. Going to need some luck from the draw, but only out of the shoot start. Charming Die will be strong late. She was tested quickly out to 1,400 metres last start and, and she comes back here to the 1,100 where she was impressive winning at that trip at Maui two starts ago. Seven, Amirati. There's lots of maidens around. Griffiths to Coxstable are generally pretty conservative the way they place their horses. I thought she'd jumped out quite nicely. One eight three seven. Kate, uh, from a New South Wales point of view, Jukebox Fly, how impressive was this filly on debut there in uh, Newcastle? No, it was, it was a good, solid uh, debut. Um, I liked the fight there. Beat a horse called Bell Raya, who has run okay in town in Sydney. What was probably more impressive was a recent trial, so it looks to have come on from that as well. So I've got the horse in for second. Behind Catanabia, who was wide on debut. Look, I know the fence was off later in the day, but um, the, ho- the only two-year-old Davida was the one that peeled off, off her back and was a bit of a jump-out star leading into that. They beat the rest easily and uh, ran good time relative to the older horses on the day, which is always a good sign, I think, for a young athlete. Seven Sisters, yeah, won the maiden at Geelong and, and best closer in the Diamond Prelude reads well, doesn't it? Just run off her feet in a recent jump out. Um, had me a little worried, but it was only 800, so I'm worried, but not overly worried. And Charming Die next best, so eight, four, one and three. I like that. Worried, but not overly worried, Gator. Eight, four, one, three in the first race. Mark Hunter, what are you doing in the first? I'm tipping seven sisters, Gareth. I think it brings the best form into the race. I didn't mind the recent trial. It's shown that it can handle some sort of soft ground. Should be able to hold a spot. I think the inside should hold up pretty early. And I just think it's the best horse in the race. You hit a bit number four. Nace, who overcame trouble there. About the 600 seemed to dip and lose some ground, but rallied and held its ground quite well. Eight, Catanabia was a good enough debut on the wet ground to say it's got a chance. And three charming die. Dropping back to the 1,100 metres is going to be giving a big start, but at least will be strong and will handle the ground and sure to be hitting the line. So I'll go one, five, eight and three. So numbers there from the team in the first. Warren Huntley's with uh, seven sisters, one, eight, three and seven. Kananabi of the tip from David Gately for Nigel Blackiston, eight, four, one and three. And seven sisters also the tip there from Mark Hunter, he likes at one five eight and three in at the first race number two is a benchmark seventy eight over the eleven hundred metres. You can scratch the two Ashlaw, the five iconic star, the eleven Sunrise Ruby, the twelve Diamonds in the Sky, thirteen It's Kind of Magic, fourteen Sweet Zoo, and the sixteen Moss Job here, Quinny. And a good move this morning, Gareth, for number eight, the general, back from $10 into six. Now on the fourth line of betting at that quote, but has been the best back galloper. Darylina Bell heads the betting at $4.40. Alengnon at $4.80. Belsiel, $5.50. Whipcrack away, seven. Gold Sparks had support, $11 into $7.50. Then Zipping Boy, best the rest at $19. But each way money here, race two, number eight, the general. What can I tell you from the first? Well, Imogen Miller said... Algernon has uh, travelled 
pretty well. It was a little bit um, restless on the opening um, night it was here in Melbourne, but it settled in after that. So it's into $4.80. will be on pace. The Tasmanian's got a wonderful first-up record. Nick Ryan's happy with Gold Spark, says he's ready to fire first up. And uh, Bell CL, David Feet, believes she just needs a little bit of luck. She's just racing great form and has held that um, form throughout her preparation. She's at $5.50. I guess the concern this morning, if you're back this favourite now, Gator, uh, for Maddie Smith, Darylina Bell, he believes the soft seven now is a big concern for her. Yeah, well, he entered her in every state, so he had a few options there. But, um, <laughs> look, certainly closed off well, second up in good time. Crossed the line with Pandora Blue, a subsequent winner in town, albeit a midway. We've got a lot of midways up there at the moment. Um then the Warwick Farm run was good, but, um, yeah, seven's as, as bad as I want it. Allegon, obviously unbeaten fresh. Um, Bell Ciel was wide in the Darylina Bell uh, race a couple of runs ago. Probably ran as well as her. And then just um, just run off her feet a little bit last time in a fast run, 1,100, but she flew late. Um, she's in the game, and the general gave a good hope to last time, but unfortunately was given no hope. Uh, from an inside draw, as He's right in the game, I think. So, look, I'm not super confident here, but 15, 3, 10, and 8. Yeah, Matty did say he did enter everywhere, hoping that Melbourne, Mark Hunter, would produce him with the driest track. And unfortunately, that rain arrived for... um, Unfortunately for Matty Smith and Darylina Bell, the rain arrived there last night here at Caulfield. Well, I think, Gareth, in one way, it's a bonus. Look, I thought on dry ground, it was going to get buried back inside... And maybe not further than the 1,100 metres, but on the wet ground, at least it's a bit more of a test. I don't think you can condemn it on wet ground. And yep. I think we can pick the moth and get the money to beat number eight, the general, who, as Gator said, wasn't given much hope last time. I think it will drive forward and lead from one and take a stack of catching. I think 17, Nick Tock, got too far back, which is unusual first up. Bitter can go much better. And three, Elgin on. The wet track's perfect. It's a beautiful run just behind the speed. Got a little claim which will help. It's in the mix also. I'll go 15, 8, 17 and 3. Are you with Darylina Bell as well here, Warren? I've got no idea here, Gareth. Oh, okay. I reckon you could just about <laughs> mount a case for every runner here and I could be way off beam, but I like the way that number one zipping boys jumped out back with Jerome Hunter after spending some time in Queensland. He'll handle the ground, he gets the claim for Celine Gordray and he can map into a spot not too far away from what looks like a decent speed and he's... Better than $20 if you shop around. I thought it was a very even race. One for me, had a 15, Darylina Bell, who'll be strong late, you would think, at the end of the 1,100 metres here. If she handles the ground, she's right in the mix. 10, Bell CL's going well, winning on this meeting last year, and 3, Algernon looks to have trialled up quite nicely. The visor comes off and the, the blinkers go on. I'm specking one at a bit of odds each way, out of 15, 10 and 3. So Warren was zipping boy at nineteen dollars and four dollars sixty there with the tab in the second race one fifteen ten and three Gator is with Darylina Bell the fifteen from the three ten and eight and Mark Hunter's also with Darylina Bell the fifteen from the eight seventeen and thirteen this is the Melbourne Form Panel previewing Caulfield this afternoon we'll take a break and we'll come back and have a look at races three four and five. Opinion and selections for today's Melbourne racing. RSN 927's Saturday panel. 
We're up to race number three with our preview here at Caulfield. Warren Huntley, David Gately, Mark Hunter, Nicholas Quinn and Gareth Hall with you. And this is an interesting race for the stayers. The three-year-olds are doing battle over the 2,000 metres. You can scratch uh, Oceana Blue, which was a late scratching, and also Ocean Raider the 13 here, Quinny. Um, who's the new favourite now? The new favourite now is Bigolino. The best-backed runner is Alvedon. Bigolino heads the way at $4.40. Alvedon is $6.50 second elect. There's been money for runners at longer odds, including the Red Kite and Duke of Hastings. The Red Kite as much as $17 yesterday into $7. Now, the third elect at that quote and has firmed on race day from $9.50 into $7. And Duke of Hastings as much as $21 into $9.50 deductions along the way. Jennifer Eddy, a $7 chance. Bishop at 9 and then $12 or better the rest. T-Waters has been specced this morning at odds of $13. But interesting betting race now. Bigolino the favourite. Alvin and the best backed and money at each way odds for the Red Kite and Duke of Hastings. Yeah, an interesting setup with T-Waters. Um, didn't come up in the autumn, but had a wonderful spring where it was placed in a Victoria Derby and a Norman Robertson. And Archie says that... His son of uh, Dundee is ready to fire first up and believes he's a top three chance at that $13 quote. And Mark Hunter, you'd be happy to hear this morning from Andrew Bobbin, who gave the Red Kite a good push. Now into $7, your Rama Ruffy from the Breakfast Club yesterday. Yeah, I don't know if the wet's a good or a bad thing, Gareth. I love that debut win on the synthetic. It took some riding and then the last 200 it just roared away. Gone to that wet track down at Castanon and... Fought on well enough to say that it handles it, so I'm still happy to go with the red kite here to beat number one T Waters, who's got some soft track form in better races than this. The recent jump out hopefully showed that it's back on track here. I think 3 overdone was a terrific wet track win a couple of goes. Strong win last time. Just need some early luck from the gate. If we get some rain here, number seven, Storm King, he comes right into the race. It's an absolute mudlark. I think the 2,000 metres will be fine. Get down to a heavy range, you'd certainly be uh, promoting it at good odds. So an even race, I'll go 8, 1, 3 and 7. Warren Huntley? Yeah, I think it's an even race also, but with the scratching of Oceana Blue, I'm happy to go and fly a kite with Mark here. I thought that Red Kite was, as Mark said, terrific on debut. And, gee, I thought he was great. Tough run wide round that tight Casterton circuit. And he stuck on really well on that occasion. So for me, on a heavy eight there, I'd... He'll handle the ground. Mark might be right. He might have more acceleration on drier ground. But, gee, I think he's progressive. And with him, I think King Holston, who had plenty of opportunities in New Zealand but looks to have settled into Mike Moroney's Australian operation well. I thought he stuck on well in good time for, for the grade of race last start that he was sticking on well. I think that's an encouraging sign. T Waters has had a good jump out over 1,400 metres and worked to the line well there. The blinkers are on here for the first up run. That could even be a, another sign of intent from Archie Alexander that the horse is going well. And three Alva Dunn did rise in trip to the 2,000 metres last start and won well. Eight, 12, 1 and 3. How have you assessed this three-year-old race here, Gator? Look, I'm left, I'm left with uh, Bigolino on top. Um, first go, 1,600 hillside. It was only start number four. Be two handy ones, I think, um, albeit with no weight. Third was uh, Thelosophiel, who ran on well last week behind some well above average three-year-olds like Aaron Bay, Cardinal Gem. I think he'll relish 2,000. Uh, Bishop looked in need of ground at start number two. He just didn't quicken. Um, that was behind an original key rival here. 
Then he went to 2000 last time. He beat last week's Flemington winner in Calm Sir. Jennifer Enti, wide first up. Um, no match at all for Naval Seal, but you can certainly tie that form in before winning the maiden well enough. 2000 looks ideal. She maps well. And Elva Dunn perhaps next. 2 9, 10 and 3. So Warren's tips here in the third race is with the eight, the red kite over the 12, 1 and 3. Gator is with Big Alino for Patrick Payne and Luke Nolan, 2, 9, 10 and 3. And Mark Hunter, of course, with the red kite, uh, the eight from the 1, 3 and 7. Race four at Caulfield, benchmark 78 over the 2,000 metres. Scratchings here take out the 13 running cloud. And uh, the 15, 3 and 4 pence here. Quinny, um, who's the favourite now? The favourite now and a dominant favourite at that quote is Impulsa, who heads the way at $3.30. Open to $5 chance, Gareth. And we have had minor deductions along the way, totaling $0.06 cents in total. But one of the better back gallopers on the program to now be the market leader. Eaglemont, a $5 second elect, four seven fifty. Maximus Prime at 8 Budamont 9.50, Dick Whittington at 14, Rubar at 16, Eureka Street 18. But the money continues for the impressive first up Australian winner, Impulsar. Yep, the son of Frankel to be ridden by Harry Coffey. And Harry Coffey's got a wonderful book of rides um, this afternoon, Warren. And you know when you're flying, when you're um, picked up by your local community to do a big ad campaign um, for them, like Harry's doing at the moment for the Swan Hill region. Yeah, he's uh, part of a, an iconic family in the region and uh, a credit to himself and his family what he's been able to achieve, Harry, and one of the most universally loved jockeys in our ranks, so that speaks volumes for, for his character as well as his riding abilities, doing his talking on that front, so he's a great choice as, a, as an ambassador for whoever wants to pick him up, and I think this horse has got a terrific chance also, but I'm thinking that Fall's getting fitter, interesting preparation, kicking off at 1,000 metres, way too short, Runs behind Dagula, Visionari, Lyrical Lad at 14 and 1,600 metres respectively. Just had a really progressive build-up to, to be ready to perhaps take a race over 2,000 metres by the scruff of the neck. He won this race last year, riding the speed and, and running them into the ground, so to speak. And I think he's got a terrific each-way chance of doing it again. One head of 12 in Pulsar whose first Australian run and win for the Marin Eustace Stable was terrific. He could well be progressive and might be better than this grade. For Maximus Prime, is racing well. I think another horse with Visionari form line and hasn't been that inferior to Visionari in recent runs. 10, Dick Whittington. Share Matty Smith's reservations a bit about Caulfield because he's a very big horse, so I'd prefer him at, at Flemington in a more spacious track, but I think he's going quite well. One each way, ahead of 12, 4 and 10. And Archie Alexander did give uh, Maximum Prime a good push as well from his stable. Um, in race number four here, Gator, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to tip falls as well. I thought he held on well. The hillside third up with the big weight. And he was left in front a long, long way out last time. And that was despite working on a seven-length above-average tempo. The leader fainted quickly. He was just left a sitting duck with a swoopers race. His effort to be run over only the last 150, I thought, was terrific. And as Ted referenced, he led and won this last year. He beat Turidan that day as well. I'm pretty sure Turidan would be a short-price favourite here. I think he's a stupid price, and he's going to take some catching. Uh, Maximus Thingo, uh, no reason to doubt him at 2,000, but he did beat Falls home at Hillside. He meets him a kilo worse, but... If he runs the trip, he's going to be the big danger, if that's the right form. I think Whittington made really good ground last time, albeit in the best part of the track, but um, with a fast race, 
Ruba's very genuine in Pulsar in the early quaddy, but uh, keen on one from four ten five. Do you like falls as well, Mark Hunter? In the numbers, Gareth, I like number 12 in Pulsar. I like that real, the, the strong win overseas before it came over here. They're just an out-and-out stayer and got through that real heavy ground there first up to win. I think it's fitter. Down on 56.5 to jump to 2,000 metres is perfect and it just might be too good for them here to beat Six Eaglemont. Gets a good run from the draw just behind them, get every chance. One falls, ran fifth in the lead-up race last year as well, same as it's done this year. Won the race last year with 56, got 58 here. And then four, Maximus Prime, who burnt forward and cross falls early on there at Sandown. And Ramwell looks like it should run the 2,000 metres okay, handles the wet well, and got a two-kilo claim to go with that. I think 12 just might be too good, though. 12, 6, 1, and 4. So Warren's with the, the one falls over the 12, which, of course, is Impulsor, 4 and 10. 1, 4, 10, and 5 for Gator. And Mark Hunter's with this well-back favourite, Impulsor. Um, 12, 6, 1 and 4 for Mark Hunter. Race 5 is over the 1,100 metres. And this is for the three-year-olds. And we've got Attractable, which is a scratching the three, the seven, Lord Paramount, the eight, Hallowed Ground, and uh, the 11 also comes out here, Quinny. And the short price favourite is Inundation now at $1.45. Was $1.75 initially on Wednesday when the market opened? Since that point in time, we have had four scratchings, but the support did almost come straight away and has been well anchored through the multi-bets. If you took the initial quote, you've got to deal with $0.11 cents through the dollar in deductions. Plagiarised now a $5 second elect, Jigsaw 9 Rock Artist 16 with Big Apple and $17 or better the rest. But Inundation carrying the hopes of plenty of punters tomorrow and a good anchor league for Maltese. Gator, he was so impressive there at Caulfield the other day. He steps up slightly in trip, um, but he's into a dollar forty-five now. Yeah, look, I think he picks himself, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, uh, what's dollar fifty? You've got to win two out of three. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, it was such an impressive win to the eye. And then you look at the clock and you know, not many can ride that sort of speed and then kick away like that. Um, yeah, not many can do it. So you've got to be good. Uh, 12 lengths above all averages of time overall. I think plagiarised as a nice future as well. Ran a big last 600 figure on debut and good overall time, uh, which isn't easy off a moderate tempo. Had excuses second go. And I like the recent jump out. Cooled getting to 1,100 around a bend uh, with a weight swing on inundation. Clearly says he can at least get closer. And Rock Artist next. 2.10.5.4 now. How good is inundation, Mark Hunter? It's going well, Gareth. It's um, It put paid to them last time. It didn't have as tough a run as I thought it would have the other day, but it still blew them away and looked good. you think it would win here. Like, hello ground was probably the pressure. It's come out. I thought Attractable might be the one running on the danger. It's come out, so... It's a pretty thin race now. It should go forward with uh, Rock Artist control the race and win. The second, I'll go number five, Cooled, who just getting back onto wet ground, getting taking a sit here for Alana Kelly, coming out of the pack's got a good place chance. Four Rock Artist, where track brings into it, might hang on for a place. And six, Sabuma, probably didn't handle the straight last time. Back onto a soft track, again, just running on late, might give him the minor money. But it should be too good, two, five, four, and six. And Warren, what are you doing here in race five? Well, I think it's just watch now because it's eating to such a prohibitive quote with the scratchings around about the, the $1.75 with potentially some pressure in the race. But I thought that was a, a decent price for a horse who I, I think will win. You try and 
Look, for some comparisons, a couple of years ago, the stable had Lombardo racing through the grades. I think he's doing things better than Lombardo did. Lombardo's now a Group 1 winner. So I think he's destined to go to some high-level races inundation, and this should be a, another picket in the fence on his way through. Two for me ahead of five, cooled who was brave chasing inundation last start. The rise back up to 1,100 metres and the overnight rain are positives. Sabuma rarely runs poorly and maps to sit behind the speed, be strong late. Plagiarise looks to be jumping out OK and does have upside. He's not as greatly as exposed as a number of these and may well be a horse destined to go to better races as well. I think two should win. Put him in five, six, ten behind him. Sounds like listening to the team here, Warren, that cool might be... Maybe if you're looking for a bit of value, $5 the place could be the way to go. Yeah, that could well be the case. What are we looking at? We're only paying first and second. So, you know, what's the exactor going to pay if you think Cooled can, can run yep. second? Would that be even better than, than the $5? But, yeah, maybe structuring it around inundation to win Cooled and uh, and Mark's very much more creative at structuring those type of uh, <laughs> bets, that, bets than I am. But it could well be a, a way to go. Two, five, six, and ten for Warren. Two, ten, five, and three for Gator. And two, five, four, and six for Mark Hunter in race number five there at Caulfield. We're at the halfway mark basically here on RSN Saturday Race Day. Caulfield preview with the Melbourne Form panel team. Warren Huntley, David Gately, Mark Hunter with you along with Nicholas Quinn. We'll take a break and when we return, we'll have a look at race number six where we see... Mrs. Chrissy, who's only had the one start as the... Opinion and selections for today's Melbourne Racing. RSN 927's Saturday panel. Racing on a soft seven at Caulfield at the moment, and we're up to race number six, the first league of uh, the latter quaddy, and it's for the three-year-old fillies over the 1,100 metres. Scratch the eight, Dazzling Lucy. Jezelinko, the nine, comes out. Lempicka, the ten's also a scratching, along with the 13, Forbidden City. And in Viva, the 18 comes out here, Quinny. And there's been good support this morning, Gareth Versailles, who's now a $4 joint favourite with Mrs Chrissy. Sai's been four forty into four. Mrs Chrissy remains a $4 chance. Commands the field is trimmed up at longer odds as much as $13 this morning into nine fifty. Then we have No Way Ever 11, Nicolite at 12, Ogerson a $14 chance, Fazzini at 14, Cloudy 16, and then Luna Sola, a $16 chance. But the best-backed runner now is the joint favourite in number seven, Cy, with an each-way move for the four, commands the field. How do these fillies sort their order out here, Mark? Probably Butter Blonde and Mrs Chrissy would be the two fastest horses, I would think. Gareth, just behind them, maybe Luna Sola and Smoke and Holly. Then the next line, probably Ojasan, Cloudy, Forzanini and No Way Ever. They should get along OK. This race, for me, got tipped completely upside down with the soft track and the scratchings and... I'll go with one that wasn't in any of my numbers yesterday. Now, number four commands the field. I just think it's wide open. It's going to get back, be suited by the speed. It handles the soft, and it's going to run on strongly at the end of 1,100 metres here to beat number 12, Devona Kelly, who got no weight. It handles the ground. It's fit. It's going well. Five, Butter Blonde, I think might be the best of the leaders. will give you a sight up there. Down the bottom to 17, Luna Sola with... Alana Kelly taking over 52. It's where track runs are good. It should get a lovely trail behind them and not the worst at decent odds. So a wide-open race. I'll go 4, 12, 5 and 17. Mrs Chrissy Mark? It had gate one at Cranbourne. It scooted around there and beat a, a poor field. 
Yeah, and I, I couldn't possibly back it off a recent jump out, Gareth. Maybe I've got it completely wrong, but I couldn't possibly back it off that jump out. All right, then. That's a, a good insight there. It's the $4 favourite. What are you doing, Warren? I'm thinking it's a very tough race and a very even race. And number seven, Cy, coming from barrier two after scratchies, is going to need some luck. But what she does have is a, a really powerful finish on her and a will to win. And uh, if Blake McDougall can have her as close as possible, she'll be very strong late. Leaning seven. Hit a three, no way ever, who's up and running, fit, consistent, probably slots into a spot maybe in that second line that Mark was referring to, off what looks like a reasonable speed. Commands the field will be making a run probably back in the field with Cy, but she'll be strong later. I like her freshened up. She rarely runs poorly. I think she's got a great winning hope. And Forzanini's trialled up well for Team Snowden down here. Seems adept on the ground. Seems to to handle soft and and heavy well enough to to think the conditions won't be a problem for her. She should also be strong late. 7-3-4-1. Few chances here, Gator. Indeed. Um, yeah, challenging alignment. Look, I've landed on Cy, who won the maiden quite well. Um, spelled great chase to win at Murray Bridge. It was no sweeper's track, so I think it had merit to the win. She came from the back. Good last 600 figure overall time. Mrs Chrissy bolted away from not much opposition on debut, but uh, certainly some merit on the clock there. Six lengths above maiden average. Commands the field. Strong home last time. Ran a 33 second and changed last 600. Off a moderate tempo. It's um, two and a half kilo swing on No Way Ever from that race as well. No Way Ever, um, look, held on well behind some smart ones, like Passive Aggressive and Co. Then had that easy run last time on the moderate speed. And, but was strong to the line. Actually ran an equal uh, last uh, 200 split to Commands the Field. So it looked like Commands the Field was charging out after it. But, um, yeah, they're identical home, which is interesting. Um, I went 7, 14, 4, 3. 17, 14, 4 and 3 there for Gator in race number 6. 17, 14, 4 and 3. Warren's with Sire the 7 from the 3, 4 and 1. And with the change of the, the track conditions this morning, Mark Hunter's now keen on the 4. Commands the field 4, 12, 5 and 17 for Mark Hunter in the first league of the quadding. Benchmark 84 over the 1,700 metres is race number seven. It's two wet for Adelaide A, so it's a scratching the one. Solar Apex, the seven, comes out, along with the 10, Scottish Dancer, and the 16, Swell to Magic in first light, the 17 is out. Quinny, what's the market doing here? The favourite lyrical lads trimmed up this morning, Gareth. 3.50 into 3.30. Now a market leader from Somerset Morn 6, Turbo 6.50. Not Usual Glorious has been 9 into 7 today. No Name Lane 8.50. Good and Proper 14. And if you're chasing one at longer odds, there's been each way money for number 14. The Big Buzz, $21 into 18. For the second leg of the quaddy and the best back runner is the last start winner, Lyrical Lad. Are you with Lyrical Lad here, Warren Huntley? I am. I think speed's probably near the inside. The South Australian visitors, no-name lane, not usual glorious, probably roll forward from their draws. The big buzz possibly holds a spot from behind them, but I think no-name lane, not usual glorious, control the tempo. I think by this stage of the day, they're going to be edging off the inside and, and out to the middle of the track. And gee, I think Lyrical Lad tucks in behind them. The rain overnights are positive and I think the race is really shaping up well for him now. I don't think 1,700 metres will pull him up. I think he can probably win again. Nine ahead of 12, Somerset Moore, who comes through the the no-name lane race last start, had one of the toughest run, if not the toughest run in the race. I thought under the circumstances... 
battled on well. Not too sure if the overnight rain is necessarily in his favour. Wouldn't want too much more rain during the day. Turbo chased a promising horse last start. He's on trial out to 1,700 metres. On the evidence of that most recent run, it looks suitable. And the way the track's playing should allow him to balance up and work home. Six no-name lane might be the best of the on-paces. Nine, 12, 13, 6. Gator, how do you assess the seventh? Look, I'm going to stick with Turbo. I think he ran really well last time at a nice price. The problem he had was there was a, a horse that was too good for him and quickened when he was trying to quicken. Couldn't match it at all. What he did do the last time was absolutely zoomed to the line. Uh, in fact, he was, I think, third or fourth quickest of any horse all day at the last time sectional. Have to think 700 will suit off that. Lyrical Lad, again, failed at the 2002 runs ago, but had a slow recovery in fairness. Great ride, great win last time. Betting Chief Elderly, who might win in Sydney today. Somerset Morn, back and wide, behind No Name Lane last time. Very good run. Four kilo swing helps, third up fitter. I better turn the tables there. And not usual glories will go forward and give you a sight if it's a leader's track that's advantage of that horse. 13, 9, 12, 3. And uh, Mark Travis Dowdle gave a, a good push for not usual glories. He'll be in front for a long time, you would imagine, at Caulfield this afternoon in race 7. It- yeah, well, Gareth, and he, he's suited by the scratching of Swelter Magic, who tends to make a, a pest of itself for the lead. So it's come out, so the two Adelaide horses should get lovely runs now. I think the rain, I'll just switch my tips around here from yesterday. The rain, I'm with Warren here, number nine, Lyrical Lad, on this soft track. I think the horse is the best place from the overnight rain. It can park fourth or fifth here for Jamie Mott, just cruise its way into the race, get a lovely run, and I think can win to beat 12 Somerset Morn. Four wide all the way last time. It should have won the race, getting fitter, ready to win. 13 Turbo... Just has to run the 1,700 metres. It's ready to win. Just has to run that trip on this sort of ground. That's my little worry. And of those leaders, in these conditions, I thought number three, not usual glorious, might be the stronger of the two. It's now got some chance. But I think nine's the one to beat. Pretty keen on it. Nine, 12, 13 and three. Yeah, with the team keen on uh, Lyrical Lad, let's hear what Philip Stokes has to say about his favourites' chances. It probably is, but I think he's drawn to get the perfect run again. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. The horse is flying... Uh, it's the right race for him, and um, he, he, he was running. He was still run very well. So Mark Hunt is tipping Lyrical Lad the nine, twelve, thirteen, and three, and it sounds like Philip Stokes is confident as well. Warren Huntley's with Lyrical Lad nine, twelve, thirteen, and six, and uh, Gator is with Turbo for David Brightoak, who gave Turbo a good push as well this morning. 13, 9, 12 and 3 for Gator in race number 7. It's 8.43. We'll take a quick break. On the other side of it, we'll come back and take a look at the feature event, the Group 3, Ned, Sir John Monash Stakes, over the 1,100 metres. We'll also... RSN 927's Saturday panel. 8.44, racing at Caulfield on a soft 7 and the feature race is the Ned, Sir John Monash Stakes, over the 1,100 metres at Caulfield today, and the scratchings, you can take out the seven. How romantic. And she's the only scratching out of today's feature here, Quinny. And initially, Gareth, it was $3.20 Oxley Road, $3.40 Maliva. The money has been for Oxley Road, who's now into $2.90. And Maliva, she's aced out to $3.70. Ashford Street's had support, $7 into 6 Felicia, $10 into 9 Sartorial Splendor, 10 Azar's been very soft out to $13. Bless Her, 21 Outlaw's Revenge, 23 Rainbill, 34 And the outside of the field, William Thomas, 81 into 51 
But the best-backed runner is the favourite, number four, Oxley Road. And this is what Kath Coleman, the assistant trainer to Peter Moody, had to say about Oxley Road's chances first up. Well, we've, each time he's come back in, we've sort of looked at him and said, oh, he's still not quite there yet. He still looks like a baby. He doesn't look like a stallion yet. And this time when he came back into the stable, we took one look at him and Pete actually said, oh, our little boy's become a man. So he actually, mm. he finally, he's finally furnished and he looks, he looks outstanding, this preparation. So we're really excited to get him back to the races and see, um, you know, see if he's come back in as good a form as we think he has. But he's trialled up well. His work at home's been super and he goes there in really good form. Geez, hasn't Ken Elford done a wonderful job with his four-year-old Ashford Street? Here's Ken talking about his chances in the Sir John Monash Stakes. Yeah, it is a nice race. He's stepping up into another class. Um, I think he can do it. The way he worked on Tuesday morning, he was on a very heavy track at Warnable. But the young girl that rides him works, she's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. She knows. I always know that he's fast. She knows, you know. Mm. It's done. She wrote him and she did a great report on him after she wrote him. David Gately with our game plan on Thursday on RSN Central. You thought it was a race in two. Is that how you see it today? Yeah, no reason to change that uh, that mindset. Um, Oxley Road, all these fresh forms terrific. He's jumped out well enough in quick time and he ran really well in an Oakley play, which we all saw. He's a 101 Raider, so he's well suited at the weight trade scale, I think. He should be able to just track uh, the leader here. I take over, and then he's just got to hold off. I think Maliva, who'll probably park near him. Uh, like her recent jump out, she flies fresh. She won in the Lingy Stakes this track and trip, beating Bless Her. And meets her a kilo better this scale as well. Asa on the McKay Stakes run at 1,100, he's in the game. And Ashford Street's absolutely flying, impossible to knock. He's got to come up to Wake Proge and do it. Four, eight, one, and 5. Mark Hunter, what did you make of Oxley Road's jump out recently ahead of his first up effort? Yeah, I wasn't so sure, Gareth. I've, look, I'm going off memory. I think it, the horse was called Battleground that trialled against the horse of Kane Harris. I'm pretty sure yep. I have the right trial off memory. And yeah, it failed the other day too, I think, yeah, Battleground. it did. It did. It was well-backed and beaten the other day. I wasn't so sure on the trial here. I'm going to go with number eight, Maliva. I'm a little worried that it's going to be down on the fence, um, but it trial well, should sit behind the leaders. Soft track looks okay. just has to get to the right part of the track here to beat... Number five, Ashford Street, who just comes right into the race on soft ground. You can see it going forward, just parking a length or so, length or two off the speed, blending in the best part of the track. It's going to be in the finish for sure. To William Thomas, I'm giving him a chance. It's guessing. Since going back to John Price, he's just been ridden forward on a heavy track at 1,000, which is not his go, and straight track racing is not his go. Would have rather the track a little better, but I, I hope to see him. He's not on a big odds. And for Oxley Road... Certainly put in, Peter Moody scratched a lot of his runners today, uh, leaving Oxy Groves in probably a good sign, and on class he can certainly win. I just wasn't sure about that trial. I'll go 8, 5, 2 and 4. You get around $51 for William Thomas as well, with Mark Hunter having that galloper in for third. Warren, um, are you with his favourite Oxley Road, or are you taking him on as well? Well, I'm including him in the quaddy, and I'm not necessarily too confident about anything beating him but I just thought Sartorial Splendor, Oxley Road it's going to be reasonable speed here and 
I think that that might provide the opportunity for Daniel Moore to stay off the fence and, and if the field spreads with that good tempo, he might just be camped behind them on Maliva. I think she's going well, she's handled soft ground well and she's a talent. So I'm leading eight ahead of five Ashford Street who's got that recent race fitness. Wait for age, group three, it's another level for him but he's so consistent, he's going to put himself into a good spot and he'll handle the ground. Oxley Road certainly goes in everything. He showed good speed in that recent jump out and then Battleground was, was chasing him down late. That may well have been the, the way they wanted him to, to trial and interesting feedback from the stable that he has really furnished in that break and, and he's a, a, the little boy's be, become a man and his placing in the Oakley Plate stands him in good stead here. And he'll handle the conditions. Sartorial Splendor's on the backup, going really well for the Sadler stable and if they underestimate Sartorial Splendor riding on the speed, little race fitness on his side, he might give them something to chase. Eight, five, four, and three. So Warren Huntley with the eight here, Maliva, the mayor resuming for Philip Stokes and Daniel Moore in the Sir John Monash Stakes. Eight, five, four, and three. Gators with Oxley Row um, resuming for Peter Moody. Four, eight, one, and five. And Mark Hunter, he's with Maliva as well over the five Ashford Street. The two William Thomas at fifty to one, and he has Oxley Road in there for fourth. The four, eight, five, two, and four. For Mark Hunter there. Let's have a look at race number nine. This is a good competitive benchmark 100 to kick um, to end proceedings. This is over the 1400 metres and the scratchings are just down the bottom here. The 17 Mr. Exclusive. Umgala unfortunately doesn't get a, a start for the David Gately followers. The 18. Quay Quay the 19 is out and Polanco the 20 also comes out here Quinny. And there's been good support here for the top two in the market. He's our Bonneville and also Lakeen. They're now at $4 and $6 respectively. Both have trimmed up throughout the course of the week. Mystery shot an $8 chance. Designer Chef at 9 Tavi Dance, 11 Pro Consent, 12 Edison, 14 with Curran. But punters anticipate the top two in the market are the two to beat in the lucky last in He's our Bonneville and Lakeen. Just recapping the best backrunners on the program. Race five, punters are with inundation to get the job done at the short odds. And in the feature, race number eight, Oxley Road has been popular, Gareth. Okay. How's your voice going, Quinny? You've done an amazing job. You know, is this your last of your, your work requirements today? Because um, you might need to go to the paddock for another couple of days. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a worry when it's not even nine o'clock and it's already giving way on a work day, but we'll see how we go, Gareth. All right, mate. Um, what's your best? Oh, I do think Oxley Road will get the job done. All right, mate. Good luck. Enjoy your Thank day. Thank you, Gareth. Bit of lemon and some tea there for Quinny, I think, today. Mark Hunter, um, before I go to you, let's hear from Trent Bustedon because he's got the favourite. He's our Bonneville going around the $4 favourite. He certainly hasn't gone backwards. Look, he's straight forward horse. He's on his feet. His, his coat looks good. Sort of, yeah, can't, can't fault him. And I'd say he'd naturally improve out of that race. Obviously, there's always, you know, he's, he's raced for the first time in a long time. Turn around two weeks, second up. It's always that, you know, that theory, the second up, he might race a bit sour and a bit flat, but uh, he's certainly not showing that at home. And like I said, we've done very little with him to, to sort of try and keep him a bit fresh. So that's Trent Bustin and having a chat about he's our Bonneville. Probably the best push that I got this morning on the first word. And J.D. Hayes did say he woke up on the right side of bed this morning, but if Harry Coffey can weave his way through a biometric... Um, he believes that he's a big price there at the $26 quote. Mark Hunter, what are you doing in the last? 
Gareth, I'm tipping number nine, Lakeen. I worried, I certainly want, wouldn't want to track downgrade. I thought the horses win on Melbourne Cup Day, beating Frankie Pino's terrific form. First up, it beat that same horse home again. It hit the line well. Gets a good run for John McNeil. So I'm tipping Lakeen, but I just don't want the track downgrade here. To beat number seven, Mystery Shot, who I think comes right into the race on this soft ground. It's on the quick backup at 1,400 metres, be giving them a start, but running on. I think 10 pro consent. Seem to get through the really heavy down at Warnable well enough. I don't think it runs a really strong mile. I'm happy with it here. And five, Tabby Dance, who has got the claim, was good first up, fitter, sure to be running on. I'll go nine, seven, ten, and five. Warren Huntley? Tough finish, Gareth. You mentioned the, the Umgawa supporters. The Gator fans would mm. uh, be disappointed. Umgawa didn't get a run. G- Mystery Exclusive and Polanco both had no luck at all behind Easy Out Bonneville. And we've got 34 scratchings on the card, not one emergency. He's got to run in the last. I reckon <laughs> yes. those connections would be a little bit uh, disappointed they didn't yeah. get another crack yeah. at He's Our Bonneville. You woke up this morning and Cozzy's about to do the scratchings, 34, and you think, oh, we're in here. Um, but there's, there's no scratchings in the last. Can you believe it? And I'm with... Uh, Mark here with Lakeen. Probably want the track to hold up as it is during the day, but he chased well first up. He can improve on that run. Nine ahead of 15. Here's our Bonneville. He blended into the race beautifully, and there were some hard luck stories behind him, but you'd think he could be only improved with that run under the belt, trusting the stable that he's best suited, kept at this trip at this stage. Pro consent number 10 will handle the ground. I think back to 1,400 metres are positive for that galloper. And Tavi Dance, well, he hasn't won for a while, but this race should set up nicely for him with the claim for Alana Kelly late in the day. You can see him storming down the middle of the track. 9, 15, 10 and 5. I know you you adore your scratchings, Gator, um, but you probably were wishing there were a few more in race 9. Yeah, just one would have done it, but... Um... Yeah. Yeah, look, you can't win, can you? <laughs> no, well, yeah. Hopefully we can win. Hopefully by race nine we're well in front. But um, if not, hopefully Tabby Dance can, can run well for us. I think the fifty-four he looks really dangerous. He trolled well before that good return. Uh, Stable openly said he'd be better for that. He's proven second up. Jar out of the track. A lot of ticks there. Um, you know, is he a quarter of a run off? Well, let's find out. He's at Bonneval. Look, I love the way he quickened and put that race away. It's such a great sign. Uh, when they do that, he jumped out well prior to that. Drops to 53. Proven second up. Stays at 1,400, so will he quicken as well? Um, it's the only little query, but sometimes, you know, we jump at shadows a bit, or I do. Pro consent just comes back to 1,400. That's the only query. I love the Tuvalu form. Lacan's a handy horse. You can sit close to here. 1,400's a tick. I think a seven's as bad as he wants it, but... Um, Certainly in the quaddy, 5, 15, 10 and 9. So the team selections in the last, Lakeen, 9, 15, 10 and 5 for Warren. But as the team have pointed out, they don't want any more rain with that galloper um, uh, going into that final event for James Cummings and Jai McNeil. Gator likes the 5 here, and that's Tavi Dance over the 15, 10 and 9. And Mark Hunter's with Lakeen. The nine from the seven, ten, and five. Okay, time for your best bets and qualities, lads. So we'll start off with you here, Warren Huntley. I think lyrical lad. The way the the meeting's shaping up now with the overnight rains, the best for me. I wasn't confident at about a best bet this time yesterday, but for me, the best is now race seven, number nine, lyrical lad. Quaddy first leg numbers one, three, four, and seven. Second leg six, nine, twelve, and thirteen, taking numbers three, four, five, and eight. In the third leg, coming home with numbers 5, 9, 10 and 15. 5, 9, 10 
and 15 in that final leg. And we'll catch up with you tomorrow morning as well here on RSN927 for Correct Weight, Warren. Looking forward to that, Gareth. Good on you. There's Warren Huntley there. Gator, your best bet and a quaddy, please. Yeah, we lost Oceana Blue, so we're going to go race four, number one, Falls. Their best for the day. Quaddy was seven, 14, four, three, and 15. Second leg is 13, nine, 12, three, and six. Third leg is four and eight. And we'll come home with five, 15, 10, nine, and six. Good on you, Gator. We'll catch up with you in just a moment for that Sydney preview. Roger. There's David Gately there, and of course we're racing at Randwick in Sydney this afternoon. And Mark Hunter, your best in the quaddy, please. Yeah, given the scratchings and the track change, Gareth, I'm going to go with Warren here. Race 7, number 9, Lyrical. That I just think looks beautifully placed here on the soft. All right, quaddy. then. Yep. Quaddy, sorry. Quaddy, we'll go with Flexi. First leg, 4, 5, 7, 12, and 17 into 3, 6, Nine, twelve, and thirteen into two, four, five, and eight, and come home five, seven, nine, and ten. Five, seven, nine, and ten. Do you have an opinion on the synthetic track at Packenham, Mark? Yes, that they shouldn't race on synthetic tracks, Gareth. That's my opinion. <laughs> then, hey, um, um, what about your mate who loves to do the form in Perth? Uh, the man that they call Spud has he got a winner for us there in WA? Has he let you know yet? He has. He's tipped the moral in the last. I don't. I can't remember its name, but he's tipped the moral in the last. I, uh, all day I, session, I, I reckon. That's it. All, that's it. All day session. I think someone had an all day session at the um, Rising Sun there on Thursday when I walked past the pub. But we wish you the best of luck, Mark. Thanks, Gareth. Thank you. There's Mark Hunter there, David Gately, and Warren Huntley with uh, the Melbourne Form Panel. And uh, big cheerio, too, to the skipper of the Melbourne Form Panel. He is on the men. Our inspirational skipper, Dean Lester. So um, I hope you're well, Dino, and I'm um, looking forward to getting you back.